AFL players, union players, cricket players, all highly skilled athletes who have dedicated remarkable amounts of time, years even, perfecting their techniques to be the best at what they do. But this isn't a podcast about sports. Or is it? You're listening to The Yarn, a podcast for and about the Australian wool industry. I'm Ellie Bigwood. According to the Cambridge Dictionary, an athlete is a person who is very good at sports or physical exercise, especially one who competes in organised events. How might this definition apply to the wool industry? Well, every year, AWI sponsors regional, state and national shearing and wool handling competitions to support the cream of the crop shearers and wool handlers across all the wool growing states of Australia. Furthermore, AWI works with Sports Shear Australia to help promote the very best of shearing and wool handling and highlight the amount of training, skill, fitness and technique required by Australia's competitive shearers and wool handlers to perform at such a high level. So click Go The Shears this week on The Yarn as we venture to Dubbo to watch our wool industry athletes compete at the National Shearing and Wool Handling Championships of 2019. We speak to the chairman of Sports Shear Australia, a shearer trainer and a shearing competitor about their experience in competitive shearing, the part they play in training shearers and wool handlers and the future of wool harvesting competitions in Australia and across the globe to support and showcase the very best quality standards of wool harvesting. And here in Dubbo at the National Shearing and Wool Handling Competition, I'm here with the Chairman of Sports Shear Australia. Mr Tom Kelly, thank you Ellie. Tom, who is Sports Shear Australia and what is your mission? Sports Shear Australia is an organisation that conducts shearing and wool handling competitions across all the sheep states, six sheep states across Australia. So our mission ultimately is to create a pathway through all divisions, all levels of the competition through to our world events. So we supply and um, send participants as an Australian team. So, And ultimately it's a, it's a learning experience and a, an experience where people gain the skill and then keep working on it to develop it to take it to an elite level, which is where you'll see this evening our Australian team compete off against New Zealand in the Trans-Tasman. That's our ultimate. So we are looking to make shearing a sport. What are the fundamentals and how can we really look to achieve this? Yeah, so it's been in the process for a while now. So ultimately it is a rural sport and there's a fair few guidelines and it's been hard. Certainly the participation level is one that um, we struggled a bit with the amount of participation. So ultimately we've built Sportshear a little bit bigger and we look to build it stronger through the states to gain more competitions and in all areas. So that is constantly building and yeah, so we're gradually getting there. What are the issues with um, the competitors? Why those numbers are concerned? Yeah, I suppose one of the, well, obviously the weather, the impact of the dry, especially, you know, New South Wales is our biggest sheep state. That has an impact and the seasonal aspect of the work. But, however, the industry remains really strong. So, like, our our wool and our meat industry is thriving. So, you know, it's only the you know matter of time before this weather comes, but, you know, settles down and it's the industry's away again. And certainly, you know, we've... 
all credit, even up here at Dubbo at the moment, we're shearing sheep in terrific condition and for the farmers to have been able to um, sustain what they've been through and its um, industry still remains very strong. It's a real community effort. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, I'm actually a little bit envious of the sheep out there today because the quality of shearing is just absolutely impeccable and wool handling, of course. How has the turnout been this year? Yep, so the turnout's very strong here and we expect that because through the pathway we've got the very best of every state. So, yeah, and overall with the focus on competition and training throughout the states, we do see the quality considerably improve. That's just part and parcel of the direction the industry needs to go in and... Even in our competition levels, you know, the competition shearing and wool handling grows stronger worldwide. So we've seen a um, big advancement, especially in the Northern Hemisphere through Europe, and they've really adopted the concept of shearing and wool handling comps. So for us to maintain our position, and we've got a strong heritage of shearing and wool handling in the country, for us to maintain that position, we've got to keep the focus on our training and competitions. This weekend we've also got an Australian national uh, national team and a New Zealand team as well, yep. which is fantastic. Yep. So that's part of, that's part of the ultimate end of our pathway is that we'll select the Australian team out of the nationals. So the three top shearers in the open will become our machine shearers. Two top blade shearers will become our blade shearing Australian team and the two top wool handlers. So this is the Australian round. They'll compete off here this evening for the Trans-Tasman here in Australia and then back to Golden Shoes at Marston in New Zealand the first Saturday in March for the New Zealand round. So we've, and I think I was just looking at some figures and I think in the shearing we've just edged, I think there's 65 tests and I think we've won 35. It's pretty much in the balance but we've just got had the edge just of late. So I think the Australian team will be shearing for five on the trot, five wins this evening. Um, and so that's an advancement because we, we had a bit of a lapse there where you know the New Zealand were at a probably a level a bit above us, but to the Australia's credit and Sportshare's credit, they've been able to um, step back up there. Yeah, credit to the green and gold. It is, it is, yep. And so once you hit that national level, what's after then? World level, so we sent a team just this last year, we sent our two top shearers and our two top wool handlers, two top blade shearers to France to the World Championship. So there was 30, I think there's about 35 countries put teams in there. So that alternates between the Northern and Southern Hemisphere and sort of three years. So we go back to Scotland in 2022 and that's, yeah, that's the ultimate, to make the Australian team in a world championship like that year and be part of going off, you know, and to represent the country and experience 35 other countries and, yeah, and a lot of history, a lot of history and heritage back through the Australian industry with us, with our representatives. Yeah, it's really something to be proud of. It is, yeah. Yeah, and you see that. It, it does, it comes through in families, we certainly see, you know, families who have adopted and um, the shearing career, and we see that flow through. Still, you'll see them here today. 
Yeah, I actually heard there was a mother and daughter duo in the father and son competition. Yes, that could be right. Which is fantastic. Yep, yep, yep. And it can be a family. So there's categories all the way through and the wool handling. So a lot of um, Shearer's partners are here wool handling and vice versa. So there's aspects there to make it a family event as well. So talk me through the categories. Yep, so we started a novice level, the base, and that's pretty simple, and that's just judged on quality. There is no time factor. From there, we move into an intermediate senior shearing and an open shearing, so that becomes a combination of quality and time, where you've got to, the sheep are judged on the board, shearers judged on the board for second cuts, out the back for the job that they leave on the sheep for wool left on and that sort of thing and they're timed individually so um, and likewise with the wool the um, the wool is all about the getting the combination right it's having the um, the speed and the quality together and the person who can person who can produce something um, at a really high quality at a quick time will be the ultimate winner so you are a shearing judge yourself at this year's competition. Yep. Yep. What does the perfect shear look like? Yeah, the perfect one. I don't think we've ever had the exact... We've oh. got pretty close a couple of times. But certainly, gee, you know, it's a combination of points. So it's, they've put through, put through the pressure of shearing the, a pen full of sheep at, the, at open time with judge on the board and out the back. So... Yeah, and you'll see some really quick quality shearing, and they get at an elite level. And look, and it becomes, it does become a sport. I think, I think ultimately, what separates the top few competitors all the time then is just having that mindset to be able to hold the job together at crucial times through that competition. Yeah, I think the whole, like the categories, you've got the novice all the way through to the um, seniors and the opens. You've got that career progression there and you've got these competitors performing under, you know, pressure circumstances. That sounds like a sport to me. So look forward to seeing how that pans out in the future. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure we're edging closer all the time to it, um, to sporting status. And, yeah, and good. Like, I think the, the sport itself... Has, um, it's a great outlet, a lot of involvement through um, country shows and um, I think it deserves to be and I'm sure we've certainly learnt and the competitors have learnt a lot more and we've developed a lot more in the fitness and the dieting and this sort of thing and you'll see that at the top end here and they will all be buying into that at some degree and they you know through Australian Wool Innovations they have courses on particularly them sort of things so it, it has developed yeah yeah I think like any sport or even any job you need to be you need to be prepared for it so whether that, whether that's through your fitness your training yep all yep. that needs to yep. be and it is a, look a, yeah really well put together so we owe our ancestors that set this sport up many years ago we owe them a lot like that and ultimately when you get in the sporting in their competition what you're practicing all week will come out and there's no sort of just hopping up today and hoping that it all falls together they spend a lot of time and effort practicing and that's that's ultimately what the competition shearing and wool handling competition is about it's looking trying to create that 
endeavour within the competitors to go back into their workplace and develop the skill set and aim to keep working up the tree here through Sportshe. So you yourself have been a shearer trainer in Victoria and yep. your wife Marion is a wool handler. Yep. How did you first get roped into the industry in the beginning? Yeah, look, I, so I grew up on a sheep and wool farm at Kilmore and I, so I was in the late 80s in the middle of the wool boom. Certainly I was working as a farmhand and there was, because of the wool boom, we, I think we had our, we peaked at 170 or 80 million sheep at the time. There was just shearing opportunities everywhere. Always had a keen interest in it. And the lure of making money and, yeah, the freedom of the industry, being able to, you know, the, to be able to travel. And, and luckily enough, I, um, I was brought through with a team that were competition-focused and I was um, pushed and shoved into my first competition and had a bit of success and it grows. You get the bug and, you know, over time I'm still here today. As a, and, you, you know, it's a, a group of people that you, you sort of fill a spot. Certainly my days of being competitive as a shearer are long, long, long gone. But <laughs> Still got it. Yeah. I'm, um, my judging and, you know... Being part of it at, a, at an administrative level is still good and a lot of friendships and that sort of thing that we look to catch up at shows and keep the whole thing working along. Well, yeah, from you know a national and a regional level, we have competitors here from all wool-growing states in Australia plus New Zealand, so it's certainly a huge network networking opportunity for all it involved is. too. It is, yeah. Yeah, look, and a lot of people, a lot of volunteers, the competitions are ultimately built on volunteers and you know and it grows on you it's infectious you get really good people who donate a heap and so you you get that sense that you've got to step up and do your bit as well and finally what's the most rewarding part about this competition for you i think seeing young people come through and develop you know we've got um and obviously i'm out of victoria but all states and you see you know, you see young people that have come through as even like novices and to see them even in the open competition there and, um, yeah, and see them develop, not, not just in their wins and that, but as both as competitors and as people and what they're achieving in life. I think um, sports year, certainly the disciplines of sports year with competition, that plays a big role there in mentoring. And I think at this stage of my life, I probably get the biggest kick out of seeing young people develop through that. Well, we are so lucky to have people like yourself and your wife nurturing and making sure that the next generation does come through in the shearing and wool handling industry and more importantly for our for our wool growers too so thank you and thank you to the wool growers for their support and yeah look i think we play a significant role in setting the quality standards in the wool harvesting part of Australia, part of our wool clip, so they, they're putting a lot of effort into growing the wool and hopefully we're value adding to it with the preparation. Absolutely. Thank you, Tom. Good. Thank you. My name is Wayne Hosey. I'm from Stuart Town. My training area goes, well, I guess, up to Cooler, out to Ningen, Lake Ajiligo, Kaura. Bathurst, kind of in a bit of a circle that way, yeah, over to Mudgee, yeah. Well, Wayne, thanks for joining us on The Yarn. How did you begin in the industry and how did you end up here today? How I began? Uh, it's a bit of a family thing. Dad and 
pot both sure, not their whole lives, but they sure for a, a good portion of their lives. And um, I'd finished school and Dad just said, come and try this wool handling course and went, it, went and had a go and got, got on the stand first day. The fella said, come on, young fella, and had, had to go to the last side and liked it, yeah. So Shearer training, what is involved? What are you teaching your students around New South Wales? Different levels have different things that are involved. Obviously, from people that are starting from scratch, you've got to go right back down to the basics of how to load a handpiece, how, how a handpiece works, how a comb and cutter works, how to grind it, why you grind it. Yeah, so much really basic stuff. How to hold a screwdriver. Yeah, right. Uh, to do that, the handpiece, lots of basic stuff to... Up to courses now where we're running more advanced courses that take in like different ex- strength and mobility exercises, nutrition, right to that sort of top end. It's pretty broad what you're teaching, but you've got to really focus on there's no good taking a novice person and chucking them in and teaching them anything that's too advanced that goes over the head and it's just yeah. not what's like any type of training. You've got to really deliver for the level that you're teaching to. Yeah, no, you're certainly seeing on the nutrition and fitness side of things, a lot of the competitors here at the competition are looking extremely fit and very like they're ready to perform. So, yeah, that's a lot of training that you put in throughout novice through all the way through to senior yeah. level yeah absolutely yeah so we, we talk we still talk nutrition when we talk when we're talking to novices but it's at a different level than what it would be for someone who's more advanced it's just you know make sure you're organized and you've got your food ready and these are basic foods that you should be looking for and stay away from them uh, fizzies and all that rotten stuff that's really really bad for you that, that they well, it's not just our industry problem but you see a lot of young people that on the red bull cans in the morning and all this yeah. sort of stuff that they think's starting the day really good but it's you not know, as you know, yeah, terrible yeah bad yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and it's more about the life skills sides of things too obviously shearing's quite seasonal do you do a lot of like financial strategies to prepare your students with um not not so much actually that is one area that we're looking to um advance into more we, we've had that put to us a few times with the advanced courses because you know the argument is that there's you know you can teach these people to shear and be professional but at the end of the day what are they doing with their money and you do see people that that knuckle down and, and focus on it there's money to be made and, and people do can do really really well from it so have you found that the drought has been affecting the number of shearers and wool handlers that are working in New South Wales? Yes, definitely. So you're looking at a decrease in numbers of sometimes 50 or 70% in some areas yeah, of right. stock numbers. So obviously the, the work that's involved with that decreases by that much. It's hard for a contractor to put a learner on at this point when they've already got their existing staff and then through spring now while it's busy generally is when you'd put the learner on and you get him started but there's not a lot of room, like they're sort of struggling as it is to keep their staff going without putting on extra people. Financially too, especially for wool handlers, a shearer can do you know two or three short weeks where he might be working three days a week or whatever and and they'll get by because their their income's still reasonably good but for a wool handler to work be working two or three days a week um, week on week consecutively takes its toll and for them guys yeah that they have potentially have other in-town options that would be more financially viable during these times times, yeah and and you are seeing a few people look at it and you know, especially what's coming next. Like next year's probably going to be worse, even still. You know, I sort of thought at this point we'd be coming out of it, 
and um, things will be picking back up again. But obviously, it hasn't done that, you know. So, what can we do to help these people out? Is there anything that we can do? It's it's a bit of a tricky one. There's not, there's not a lot you can do. We, we just got to be, I think, aware of the issue, the potential issues of when numbers do pick up, and yep. you're looking at uh, a current low staffing number, and then if there's a an increase which is it's going to be hard for it to jump significantly in a fast period of time but it's still potentially an issue where there might be a shortfall i think looking really to younger people now and making them aware of the industry and that that it is a good industry and 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 the stigmas that go along with it that you know aren't necessarily the case anymore times have changed and things are getting more professional and especially school kids I think you know get them aware of the industry and that they can go in and they could use it as a potentially as a gap year or during school holidays or you know whatever things like that I think yeah. just making making sure the doors open if people want to yeah well, I think the professionalism of the kids here and the way that they present themselves going into shearing and wool handling at this competition is absolutely astounding mm-hmm. and I suppose it's a matter of when good seasons do return and we're able to rebuild our flock that we can actually support these people getting back into their jobs and on the regular absolutely yeah I think we've just got to be aware and try to support the the young guys when we can yeah yeah and girls guys and girls (laughs) you see did you see um like intermediate semi-final there'll be I think half the board in that intermediate final will probably be girls today fantastic yeah yeah you see that coming through when you're training heaps more and more now and the more the more that girls see girls the more confident they become and 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 especially the way we're training now physically if you're technically sound there's so much energy you can save and obviously being strong helps but if you're technically sound your exertion level isn't to a level that's going to make it any harder than anyone else you know what I mean it's, well I guess that's where you come in Wayne that's exactly where we come in mate yeah that's what we do so yeah yeah, yeah. and finally from a regional level obviously the local competitions are really important but what's the most rewarding part about these national competitions for your students and across Australia to be able to see a level of professionalism and a level that of quality and speed that's here that isn't always present at other competitions for like I've been trying to encourage all the young shearers that I've been working with young guys around that I've trained to come in and just have a look it's really promising it's 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 just good for people to see and get involved in and it does we're definitely going forward you know we're moving in the right direction these type of things prove that and they show that the level that increases that the the standard even that I've seen of the younger grades in New South Wales, the times and the quality that those guys, them lower grades are getting better and better all the time. So obviously yeah. when they come into the bigger, the open, they're, they're right, you know, they're right there. It's not as scary yeah. anymore. And yeah, we're on the right track anyway. It's fair to say yeah. the industry's like come a long way and oh, will continue to progress. hundred percent. Like I seen a news story the other day, you know, you hear all this bad stuff, but what, what I see and what this proves is something very very different the reality is but i think we're on the right track for sure yeah yeah well certainly grateful to have people like yourself in the industry to make sure we do have well-trained shearers wayne thank you for being on the yarn today no worries thank you representing the new south wales team is sam pickup from bigger sam welcome to the yarn yeah how are we going (laughs) yeah good thank you um, you're one of the many talents here at the National Shearing and Wool Handling Competition um, and you've just come out of the Intermediate Blade Shear Final. How's it all been going today? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, 
the blades, something I'm relatively new to and learning, still learning how to do it. But um, how new? Yeah, probably two months. Oh, all right. So yeah, I only just sort of picked them up and got a, someone to teach me how to do it. So. So what made you want to try blade shearing? Uh, Travelling around the, all the shows with the machine, and there was starting to get a few shows where we had the blades. So um, yeah, I thought instead of watching it, I might as well be having a go. Yeah, well, it's a pretty good innings. Not bad getting to the finals on a couple of months being in it. Yeah. When did you start picking up shearing competitively? Yeah, well, this year's my third year competing in our, in our New South Wales shows. I started three years ago as an intermediate and uh, made our intermediate team, our New South Wales team. And then last year I competed through the year in the seniors and made the senior team, which we have our nationals tomorrow. And then through the last sort of three, three, four months I've been competing in the Opens and I'm currently sitting at fourth spot in the state in our Opens. So. Yeah, fantastic effort. And will this be something that you continue to do down the track, you hope? Uh, yeah, while I'm still being competitive, I'll um, keep doing it. I was pretty over the moon today to make the Open Semi um, with a pretty world-class mob of shears. So, yeah, cut, cut us from 48 to 12 was a pretty big cut, but, um, yeah, I was happy to make that top 12. So, Great. What does one have to do to prepare yourself for such a competition? A lot of, well, I suppose for this weekend's a pretty big weekend for me with nationals tomorrow and this today, but... Uh, yeah, I've been in, in Dubbo here for a week and got the opportunity to crutch the sheep out on Monday and Tuesday, which was um, a big hand for me. And then obviously plenty of rest and hydration all week, but I've been, got two days' work up here shearing some pretty nice sheep, so that got me pretty well prepared for today. And, yeah, just being healthy and eating right and yeah, so looking like after the, your body. The fitness and nutrition side of things, pretty yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And um, Admittedly, I'm probably not as fit as I should be, even in... <laughs> In our um, semi there today, this year 12 sheep, and I saw mine in 17 minutes, but the quickest was down around sort of 14 and 15, so I was pretty well buggered by the end of it. I didn't have much left in the tank, but... <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, trying to keep the body right all week's a big thing coming into a big event like this weekend. So once the competition's out, do you you'll continue to compete regionally, or what's the, what's uh, the go for after? Yep. We, um, this well, this weekend is a rare show for Dubbo because we normally have our Dubbo show in May. But um, we're about halfway through our New South Wales circuit. Um, we're actually on a break at the moment. We kick up again in February for the rest of the other half of our year, running back into May, and then we'll have our state selections again in May. So it'll be rest of the year I'll be working towards state selections next year. And it's a big circuit too around New South Wales. Yeah, there's um, a lot of travelling involved, but it's something... I enjoy and got a couple of mates that like it as well and we get together and carpool and yeah so it's good fun. Get Close to 30 comps or something? Yeah roughly about 26 I think there is. Great. So yeah. a few a few of the long distance ones from us, we're pretty central for the, all the shows but a few of our long distance ones are sort of 10, 10 to 12 hours but um, they're good. We sort of make a weekend of it and yeah take a day or two off work and just relax ourselves and road trip yeah, yeah fantastic. which is good fun so absolutely yeah i'm going to draw attention to your head more specifically <laughs> yeah, your yeah. hair because there's a lot going on yeah um, but i believe it's for a really good cause yeah it's starting to get pretty long everyone started to call me forrest gump at the moment <laughs> i like wearing a cap i've really, so. heard that before <laughs> but um yeah no, it's, i've been growing it for a um, charity um, organ donation called her to hope um, run by megan mclaughlin um, I'm pretty, well, we're a pretty cl- close sort of family and 
for a good cause. She's had a pretty tough battle and just, I suppose just recently I lost one of my best mates to cystic fibrosis. So um, yeah, it's hit me pretty hard, but um, yeah, we've raised a fair bit of money now, we're up around five and a half thousand. So the money's going into making packs for when recipients um, get the call to go straight to the hospital to have their transplant. So um, sort of there's a lot of things you don't think when you've got to rush out of home. So that's where the money's going to be headed. In regional communities. Yeah, yeah. in regional communities. Yep. Yeah. Um, which is probably a big thing for me too, coming from a small town and middle of nowhere really so <laughs> yeah so five thousand yeah. dollars so far and hopefully a few more sponsors after after the big shave i hope yeah yep yeah, yeah well i suppose there's no really um the shave happens this afternoon but yeah there's nothing to say no one can donate after that i'm curious as to what's actually going to be cutting your hair <laughs> uh, there was talk of lots of things <laughs> with uh doing it with the hand sh- oh, blade shears or a machine shear um i think it's come back to the point now of just some clippers but thinking a blade is pretty brave <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I was a bit worried about my ears when they were talking about that but, <laughs> but anyway no I think it'll just be with the clippers now and we're going to auction me off for the right for someone else to do it which is good that money will go towards the charity as well so beautiful oh fantastic cause and great that you're putting back into the regional community so yeah, yeah no good on you need more people out there like you yeah um well, best of luck, Sam, for the shave and yeah. more importantly for the rest of the competition. Yeah. And All thank good. you for being on the yarn today. Yeah, no, that's fine. Thank you. The new Sports Shear website is now up and running at www.sportsshear.com.au. So go online and check it out. You can actually see all the regional competitions for each state listed there, along with the local contact details as well for each competition should you want more information. And of course, if you want to learn more about the Herd of Hope charity or donate to what is a very, very good cause, you can head to www.herdofhope.com.au. Finally, from AWI, we'd just like to acknowledge the efforts from the Dubbo Show Society and the greater Dubbo community, who, despite current conditions, hosted a fantastic and very successful national competition. It's a real credit to all involved. Please email us at theyarnatwool.com if you have feedback on this episode or the podcast in general. We're on Instagram at Beyond the Bale and Twitter at Wool Innovation. I'm Ellie Bigwood, and thank you for having a yarn with us today. Mm-hmm.